Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. Good evening. It is rare that I am on a Thursday night, but I am with you live tonight, and I wanted to just share. I've talked about momentum and and give you some kind of updates on the ministry. It's truly been a while. I may get a chance to um, get into the Word a little bit, but let me explain something that um, Urban Glory is expanding and growing and doing well, and we thank you for your continual um, support to the ministry, downloading um, um, by the thousands and um, monthly, and um, listening and um, taking advantage of the teaching that's available. Thank you for listening to the broadcast, and we're going to continue to improve and advance it and also multiply it on various platforms so that we can advance the kingdom of God through the word of God. Um, we are um, expanding our platform and into some special sessions that are going to be announced um, in a newsletter and through subscriptions and through uh, social media campaigns and things like that. So stay tuned for a lot of uh, improvements and changes that are taking place. All right, so um, uh, I thank you for listening. And I just wanted to share with you the word of God tonight. I just felt compelled to share the word of God. And so I want to talk about motivation for momentum, through a momentum. We're, we're advancing uh, momentum. And um, I wrote a message via toward ministers, and I have never taught it. And so I'm going to speak as a, um, to you tonight as a learned person of the word of God and kind of give some encouragement because we have a lot of people that are not maintaining steadfastness, the steadfastness in the things of God. And I want to serve, uh, have this serve as an encouragement for you um, through the various changes that we all face in life and pray that through these um, systematic steps of, of dialogue, you'll be motivated to continue to do what God has called you to do. All right? Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made and rejoice in the glad we do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do mean to depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, and everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified for it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God has graced us and empowered us to succeed in life, and it is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. The more and more we become spiritually aware of who we are, what we have, and what we can do, we will have confidence to approach and to and not only to approach, but to apply the principles of God to everyday life. Your walk of faith or your walk of your belief and your conviction that enables you to act on what that belief, those beliefs are are predicated on you complying to the heartbeat of God in life. For we walk by faith and not by sight. But in doing so, you're going to have to have confidence to know that when the storms and the trials of life come to and to deviate you from the plans that God has anointed you to achieve, 
that if you hold fast to those principles that you apply and be anchored and secured in your faith, you will be steadfast, unmovable, and abounding in the work of the Lord. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. No matter how hard it is and no matter how many contrary uh, counterfeit systems trying to sway you to go in another direction, stick to the directives of God. Stick to what God has anointed you to do. And don't be shaken because while we look at things that are going around, we don't look at the things which are seen because we know that the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We have an eternal purpose, an eternal eternal perspective, an eternal passion, an eternal pursuit that calls us to continue to endure, to endure and to develop endurance through the things we experience. And the more and more we we uh, um, go after God, and the more and more we empower uh, the, the re- re- relationship and the reverence we have towards the Holy Spirit, the more momentum we will have to maximize the moment that affects our lives. You know, a lot of times when people um, go after their calls and they go after what they believe God wants them to do, they don't anticipate setbacks situations that are contrary to success, but often it's all in those precious times that we see God's hand at work, that we see God's hand move uh, on our behalf in unprecedented ways that gives us confidence even when we are successful. Jesus said, I learned obedience to the things I suffered. You know, but if you maintain your faith, Irregardless of those conflicting ideas and those things which seem to be contrary to the plan, if you stick to the principles which uphold the passion and the pursuit of your purpose, God will give you a strength and a second wind that will cause you to rise above the current storm and create a success that you were not even prepared to attain. If you thought you had a big idea of what God wanted you to do, Think again, because God's plans are much higher than our plans, and even his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And so I want to talk about moves that keep momentum happening. You know, I went limited to ministry because when I was passionate about this message, it was geared toward ministry, leaders. But no matter what position you're in, God has a plan for your life. And you have to pursue that plan to receive the power, the passion, and the provision that he has for you. And if you don't go after those things, you're going to rob yourself of the life and the quality of life which Christ died for you to achieve. But fret not yourself because of evil doers. Fret not yourself because of events that seem contrary. God is greater. And he's equipped you with all things that you need to uh, to his life through godliness, in the knowledge of him. So as you seek the word of God and as you pursue the word of God, find those principles out that really affirm who you are and what you do. Now, the scripture also lets us know that at times we need to examine ourselves to see whether we are in faith because it's possible not to be in faith. And if it's possible not to be in faith, we need to make it a priority to prevent that possibility from ever reaching the place in our hearts of power. We have to guard our hearts with all diligence because out of this flows the issues 
of life. How do we do this? Number one, we mind our motive. See, often when we have a mission and a directive from God, we 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 tend to lose momentum often through motive changes, uh, money and making the sense of success a uh, 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 a sense of urgency often destroy or uh, uh, deters from you reaching and attaining real momentum in what God has planned for your life. So you have to follow the mission which God has given you. You got to fulfill that mandate which God has given you. And you have to focus on the voice of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit that reveals and guides you and leads you into the truth that you need to know. And it's the truth that you know that makes you free if you continue in the word or the mission, and which is based on the motive which you minded. Keep your motive pure in mind. Don't ever let that get obscure in the things of life. Don't ever let time and circumstance deter from your mission, your mandate, and the message that the Holy Spirit is trying to transmit to you. Because ultimately, it, where the Lord guides, he provides. And if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Number two, we have to make sure that we develop maturity needed for the mission and the momentum at hand. Why do I say that? Because in life, you have to develop, you're going to uh, um, see opportunities that try to take you into a place where you subvert to carnality, uh, lack of control of communication, and a collapse in your connections with others. See, you need people to help you. No matter what you do in life, no matter how you do it, God has placed you in here in planet Earth for you to connect with divine and to establish divine connections that enables you to exist in power and influence. Ultimately, God will authorize those who know how to use their power and their influence. And the only way you can use your power and influence without becoming unbalanced is to develop maturity. So when I say develop maturity, I'm saying organize your personal life. Organize your per personal life. Give time and space to priority. Operate in integrity and excellence. Why? Because God's reputation is based on his, his integrity and his excellence. And the first person you need to display integrity to in order to display it confidently to others is to display it to yourself. And then number three, overcome common offenses. Overcome common offenses. Take opportunity to examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Why? Because God wants you to maximize the moment through the momentum that you have. And our momentum comes from minding our motives and making certain that we develop the maturity that is needed for the moment. Also, thirdly, we need to maximize the mindset behind academic and quality exposure. 
Because if you want to take advantage of the moments which God has qualified for your life, you're going to have to capitalize off of a high competent performance factor. What do I mean by that? My people are not destroyed because of a lack of spirit, but because of a lack of knowledge. And because they reject knowledge, I won't be a priest to them. And I'll even reject their children, Hosea, that declares on behalf of the Lord as a prophecy to us. We have to develop the knowledge and the know-how of quality through exposing ourselves to academic excellence and and, and, uh, and, um, excellence. um, excellent environments of quality. We have to masterfully learn our craft. Masterfully learn our craft. We can't be uh, uh, casually associated with excellence. We have to masterfully learn our craft. And then we have to make it a point to develop and learn management skills. Not only management skills, but also executive management skills if you want to take care of the moment. You got to be a master in your mind. And when you're master in your mind, you naturally learn your craft. You make it a point to learn management and executive skills, and you make sure that you're advancing every moment. Why is that? Because God wants you to maximize the mindset behind academic and equality exposure. Do something that enlightens you and motivates you to be better than where you are and to be better than where you think you're going. Always expose yourself to high forms of excellence and quality. Not only must we learn that, we must also learn to maintain our marriages and social life balance and boundaries. Why do I say that? Because we might as well singles there. So when, if you're not married, you're, you're not holding a covenant between the opposite sex, then, then you also have uh, uh, to um, uh, develop a covenant, rather, for your social life balance. Everything is not necessarily uh, uh, for uh, the moment. Some things are for a long-range eternal perspective. And so if you don't secure those areas like in your life, in your singleness, your marriage state, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, those established relationships, um, you're going to find it hard to really take advantage of the moment because those areas unresolved often produce unnecessary conflict. And, and it really is, is talking about advancing your life to balance and boundaries. How do I do that? I secure marriage issues without, um, without, um, with others, you know, because a lot of times, especially, and this is for the marriage, so pay attention, singles, relationships require communication. But sometimes the communication needs to be created without you too, with others who have successful patterns. Don't just look at people when you develop a relationship with anybody, or even if you're single. Develop a multi, uh, you know, a, a, a variety of relationships which you can look up to. Don't just limit yourself to your life practices, but to develop life balances and boundaries. And the only way you can really establish true boundaries is to observe 
the disciplines and the distinctions of others who are successful in what they do. And you have to sanctify your social life and establish sound practices. You have to set aside time to be sexually educated and socially active. Why? Because when you don't, those things interfere with the momentum and the moment because they don't have control. They don't have balance. But not only must we maintain marriage and social life balances and boundaries, we must also mobilize strategies that force excellence in methodology. I want to go back to that because often we don't create a method, a step-by-step course of action that maps the big picture. All right? And how do we do that? Number one, we make a ground rule for communication and leadership practice. We maintain a progressive approach. That means we keep going further and further and further. And then we also meditate and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because if the Holy Spirit is the go-to guy that equips us with all things that pertain to life and godliness in knowledge, and he speaks what Jesus wants us to know and confirms what the Holy, what God, Father God has equipped us to achieve, then leaving him out of the methodology and the, and the, and the strategic excellence and force will kill the momentum, but we want to maximize. Why do we want to maximize? Because we want to display the power and the advantage of, of being led by the Spirit. We want to um, um, distribute uh, amongst our loved ones the qualities and excellences that we've been exposed to and so that they can enhance upon them. And we want to dedicate our life works ultimately as proof that we really serve the Lord. Now, Sixth reason, I have seven tonight because it's a one father. I want you to get this. Mentors are needed for personal discipleship and development for excellence. I want you to know that you need to develop accountability structures. And I'm not talking about somebody different, but someone that can get up in your business and tell you what you really are and what you really need to do. Then I need you to depend on the Holy Spirit to reveal what is real especially when it comes to your friendships and your casual relationships. And then also, you have to deprogram false clauses of isolation because you're not an island and you don't have to face it alone. We started with motive. Let's end with motive. But let's add a part to the motive, and that is to motivate, which lets us know we got to take our motive and place it into action to establish self, um, um, in ourselves some momentum, momentum with fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, often when you hear me teach on the broadcast, you'll hear me mention the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit should be our greatest influence. It should be our greatest influence. It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. The Holy Spirit is sent to lead and guide us into the truth. And the Holy Spirit enables us to perform in the power of God to such a time as this. So why do I say that? Because not only do we need to prove it just to say we believe what we believe, 
but we need to make the word alive so that we can experience the wealth and the quality of life that God has provided. We need to make it a point to empower our communication or our prayer life with the Holy Spirit so that we can be sensitive to what God ultimately will guarantee uh, is successful where we know is going. And then we got to make regular periods of reflection in faith um, through examining, um, examining ourselves through tests of maturity throughout the processes of life. So we can leave a legacy on the earth that will never be denied. Now, here are the tests of maturity that I want to talk about in my closing moment. You know, everything is a process. Momentum expands itself through a continual regimen of resolve and reflection. So as we mature in the process of our momentum, God will reveal himself through tests, through trials, through triumphs, so that we as people of God can experience exactly what it means to be delivered, to be set free, and the great advantages of our salvation so that when people look on us, they will say, what must I do to be saved? It is the test of submission and, uh, and uh, uh, submission to authority, the test of the spirit-led decision-making, the test of stewardship and economic integrity, the test of strategic discipleship development, and the test of standardized structures and sanctification that maximizes itself through momentum. But if the motive is not locked in on what God has called you to do, even though you have the potency and the potential, which is potential, to achieve the great exploits and the, and the things that God has purposed and planned for your life, even though you have that capability, you will miss out on what God has ordained. So let's go back to the groundwork. Ask ourselves key questions in life. What am I here for? Why does he want me here? What am I supposed to do? What do I have to do? And then what will it take to keep it? My challenge to you as believers and children of the Most High God is to stir up this moment that you're taking in breath in your, in your physical body, taking these moments, and make something happen that has never happened before. Go and grow in the grace for living a life that is maximizing the moment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word because we know the power of your word to transform our lives is based on our dedication and pursuit of those very words. So we ask, Father, as we hunger and thirst after your white way, that you would make that way so clear to us 
that it will aggravate and irritate and agitate us to make the moves that are necessary for us to thrive in the times through and by your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you that we have access to you and confidence to do what you called us to do. And for that alone, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I trust that whatever you set your hand to, you will do because greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. This is LeVon Greeland, the founder of Urban Glory Campaign Radio. Thank you for listening to tonight. God bless you and good night.